Welcome to the biggest problem in the universe. I'm Maddox with me, Stick Masterson. Hey, what's up, buddy? And Sean, our audio engineer. Welcome back. We have just recorded episode, our bonus episode. Bonus episode eight. Yeah, bonus episode eight yes. just came out. That was a fun one. That was. Yeah. All, all solutions this time. Let's say that. Yeah. Last time we fucked up, we brought in a bunch of problems, hey, it seems. speak for yourself. I think our listeners fucked up by voting wrong, <laughs> idiots. <laughs> they, don't have, right. they don't have the intellectual capacity that I have. Or they my probably can't even say it. <laughs> I, was gonna, I, was, I was waiting for it. <laughs> or the ability to enunciate intellectual. Uh, there it go is. Go check out the bonus episode. Oh, I have a, I have a review because our bonus episodes are on iTunes as well. They're supposed to be $1.99, but it yeah. takes a couple days for iTunes to fix the price because it's so long they automatically put 10 bucks on it. Yeah, people, but, people send me emails and they say it's like $10 and I, I get pissed off because it's too low. I think it should be $100. Here's a review on one of the episodes, one of the bonus episodes by uh, Uli Troyo. Don't you want to know what the solution to all the world's problems is? Don't you? <laughs> From eschewing your useless meat body to paying more for things, Dick and Maddox are here to find a way to fix your petty existence. <laughs> With luck, they'll even fix your ugly face. Download or die. <laughs> I love that review. Yeah. That better be five stars. I imagine it or, is. I didn't check. Or a hundred stars out of five, like I gave the Mad Max movie that just came out recently. Oh well, yeah, you really liked that one. Yeah, it was a good movie. Have you seen it yet, Dick? No. No. Oh man, Sean, did you see it? Yeah, I did. Oh my gosh. I did gotta you go like see it, it again. as much as these guys? In some ways, it's one of the most impressive movies I've ever seen because they used almost no CGI. Like the Ooh, stunts I like that. are incredible, but you have to be okay with having no characters and no story whatsoever. Absolutely hate that. Uh, no, I know. What What do you hate, Dick? I hate having no characters and no story. You hate that? Yeah, I, I need characters and story. That's why I go see a movie. <laughs> Stupid. Dumb. That's the <laughs> I dumbest thing. I knew there thing. was a problem when you gave it 100 stars. 100? I knew that, I knew that it was like something like this. Yeah, the problem is I didn't give it 1,000. That fucking movie's awesome. Yeah. Everyone's an idiot except for me. That movie was great. I'm going to go see it again. I'm going to see it every single, for every person who doesn't see it, I'm going to see it three times. Well, and you know what you're going to see today is 30 seconds of Titanic. Fuck you, Dick. you fucking lost last, last week. I didn't lose. It's not, that's, it's not a fucking competition. It doesn't even make sense. You know why, dickhead? Here's why the show's not a competition. First of all, because I don't want to always argue with you. And second, <laughs> I voted up perfectionism. I did. I thought it was a bigger problem. Of So last week. Really? Between, I can check the database to see if that's true. Do it. All right. I'll give you my IP address. It's it's 79.fuckyou. Anyway, um <laughs> uh, I do I do have most of my IP address memorized. Anyway, um perfectionism came in number 1 yes. uh, of the problems last week, followed by people who complain about being cold all the time and forest fires. You guys all thought that all three of those were problems. I do have a correction to make though, Dick. Last week, I talked about how forest fires kill around 3,000 people a year. That is incorrect. Um, uh, the stats that I looked at from FEMA.org, I believe, were including all fatalities due to all fires, including residential. The forest fire oh, deaths. Yeah. yeah, the forest right. fire deaths I cited the last episode included fatalities due to fire, not just forest fires. Non-residential building fire fatalities are much lower, around 30 to 60 per year. And you still lost, even with a, a, a stable full of lies at your disposal. You don't lose, dickhead. We have to consider all the problems in the universe to find the biggest. Uh, this one, I got, a, I got a lot of feedback on the perfectionism problem, uh, which I don't, I, I was surprising to me. Yeah, because I didn't know it was so. 
I didn't know it was such a big problem when I brought it in. I, know. I just brought it in to be a dickhead. I know. That's what everyone uh, everyone noticed in the comments, too. They're like, Dick doesn't even know what he brought in. And then it turned out to be a really good, yeah, rich I problem. Can't, I can't identify with it at all. But people are a lot oh. of people are sending me emails, like yeah. heartfelt emails, about how it's kind of ruined their lives. Like yeah. perfectionism has ruined their they've they've sat on projects for years and never done them. Um yeah. one I want to read one specifically from uh, Andrew Glover. Hey Dick, I love your podcast. I've been a big fan of you and Maddox for years. I hope you both can continue to create great things. Last uh the problem that you brought in on Tuesday resonated pretty strongly with me. A longtime friend of mine took his own life last Wednesday. He was an absolute perfectionist and in constant mental pain. Thank you for bringing this problem that most people, including myself, are completely unaware of, I, including me. Uh, I feel that the best way to honor his memory is to share with what he has done. Here's a listing of some of his amazing work. And he sent a link to uh, – thanks for everything you do. He sent a link to this kid's art. Uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah? Yeah, it's really – I brought some of it in. You tell me. You know, and I, I don't want to put you on the spot to judge a uh, deceased person's artwork, but I think you would like it. Whoa, that is really cool. Like, yeah. legitimately, uh, I, I was ready to shit on it. Right, yeah, I know, me too. That is actually really cool. Sean, it, it, we're looking at a picture of this guy. It looks like an elephant man. Yeah. Uh, done in a really stylist, uh, a really cool style. It's almost like Earthworm Jim style. Yes, it is. Right? Yeah. Elephant with a top hat, no eyes in his eye sockets. Uh, he's full of. Do you have any holes. more of his art? Let's yeah, take- I do. I got a couple. There's like an evil Ernie. Oh man, that's super cool. I know. Isn't yeah. that cool? Perfectionist. Mm. Wow, it's gone now. That sucks. This one's really cool. I like this one. Nope. Nope. This one. <laughs> the rainbow. <laughs> a Immediately rainbow. the rainbow threw you Not off. Not a fan. It's. It looks. Uh, yeah, although there are skulls at the bottom, which is pretty cool. Yeah, that's, I, I like that guy's art. Cool. I like that guy's art. Uh, pretty cool dude. Uh, sorry for your loss. Sorry for our loss. And, uh, you know, I just watched the documentary, Some Kind of Heck, whatever. The, oh, no, Montage of Heck, the Kurt Cobain documentary. Oh, yeah. Uh, here's my review of it. Thumbs down. <laughs> Speaking of perfectionist. It's kind of weird. A daughter making a movie about her her dead dad, Was right? it, though? I think, she was just, I think her name was just attached to it as a producer. No, I read an interview from her about it. it was, I, mean, I did, too, from in Rolling Stone, right? Yeah, I thought she was. I thought she put some effort into it. Did it? Did you think well, it was just attached? Barely. Uh, oh. I think that movie was more about the director than it was about uh, Kurt Cobain because they That's kept. A shame. They, I mean, they. The word montage is not underplayed in the title. It is a lot of montages, and the montages have nothing to do with anything. It's just the director kind of like showing off his uh, college art projects, his college, uh, you know, film school projects. Wow, I really hate that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's a bunch of like stupid animation and uh, sketches and uh, stylistic bullshit Set to like Nirvana soundtrack. Yeah, and yeah. they did they did a couple interesting things. Like they told you a few things in his uh, upbringing, his first girlfriend, where he grew up, kind of interesting. And then they played some versions of Nirvana songs done really stylistically, like an acoustic and a piano version. Um, Sounds kind of shitty. Yeah, it was yeah. it was pretty disappointing. And then the movie ends with oh, uh, Kurt Cobain killed himself, and then that, and then credits. Nothing. Yeah. That's where the movie ends. Are you kidding? That's where the story begins. What are you talking about? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Everything interesting. The the story. Yeah, I mean, he he only lived to 27 years old. Everything interesting happened after his death. Yeah. Huh. Do you Whatever. remember where you were when uh, they announced that he was dead? Yeah, I was at home watching MTV. <laughs> it was just me, like me too. MTV News. Yeah, MTV I can News remember it exactly. And I wasn't a huge Nirvana fan. I wonder if that's going to be like the moment for our generation that everyone remembers. 
No, that that moment is 9-11, dickhead. It's not when, when Kurt Cobain know. died. <laughs> they don't have to keep reminding you to remember that Kurt Cobain killed himself. They got to keep reminding you about 9-11. Never don't forget. forget. Don't yeah. forget. You're like, why? Yeah. Okay. I got a voicemail for you. Yeah. Hey, Maddox. This is hashtag dancing man. <laughs> Just calling in to say that I absolutely love my party Saturday night. Never in my life have I been in the company of such illustrious and beautiful women. Of course. All within a 20-foot vicinity of myself. Your unjustified complaints about my party have been completely rendered obsolete. Your, the party had a DJ and even lights. Wish you could have been there, but it seems like you never responded to your Tumblr invitation. Oh, well, you're lost. Maybe you can make it out to next year's party. Here's the part where I would normally tell Dick to go fuck himself. But we raised $30,000 for the National Bully Prevention Center in an effort to discourage that kind of behavior. Have a nice day. <laughs> I bet you feel pretty stupid now. Uh, he threw out the first pitch at a Dodger game the other day. That yeah. guy did? Yeah. Did he have a heart attack? Oh, no, the grounds crew had to come out and build the mound back up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I saw that pitch. I saw the, the, uh, the dance party, too. Which, by the way, I saw that I, it is the most uncomfortable, awkward thing I've ever seen. Seeing that guy dance on Good Morning America or whatever that show was, where he's standing on stage with the girl who sings that um, All About the Bass song. I don't, I don't know, know her name. Is. You know, yeah. you know that All About I know the Bass. Yeah, sure. she's on there, and then there's some other girl, uh, and there's the, it's the three of them standing on a stage dancing in front of thousands of people and in front of millions of people. It's disgusting. Uh, I, I won't go so far as to call spe- it disgusting. The spectacle oh, of the it spectacle. is disgusting to me. Yeah. Like these people th- throwing these this like um I, I I don't know what to call it. this this um pity party. A literal it's a pity, pity party. party, but they're yeah. pretending it's not. It's like a it's like a very disingenuous yeah. celebration of of nothing. Of of like it has nothing to do with him as a person. It's, no. I don't know why it's disgusting me, but it, but it really is. The I, whole spectacle is. I'll tell you what, Dick. Um, a, a lot of people have been sending me emails and saying, hey, man, they threw this party for the guy. Not necessarily throwing it in my face, but uh, just pointing out that it happened. And it's irrelevant. I don't. It doesn't matter whether or not they throw the party. What the problem is, the damage is already done. You went on this national manhunt, this international manhunt to find a guy against his own will and consent and pressured him into doing what he did. That's yeah. what happened. That's the pro- that's the damning part here. You know, Dick, even everyone, though he had fun, even though yeah, he had fun, doesn't matter. The outcome matter. is irrelevant. Yeah. It, it, it could have turned out completely differently. You couldn't have known that that would have been the outcome. So you were not justified in doing what you did. Yeah. There's that guy who, in Idaho, this car went off a, a cliff. It was teetering off a ravine, yeah. just like in movies. And, like, out of nowhere, this reserve firefighter or whatever shows up. He just happened to either be driving by or he saw it happen. He rescued this person and then didn't stick around to talk to media, didn't stick around to talk to a, to take a, uh, talk to reporters. Yeah. He said specifically, I don't want to be found. I don't want any attention. I do that all the time. Leave me alone. What, Dick? <laughs> Save you do what? people on the side of the road oh. and I don't want to be thanked for it, so I go, I go home. Armchair hero. Yeah. Great. All the time. Yeah. Anyway, man, uh, yeah, it's irrelevant. What happened after the fact is irrelevant. My, that's why I said in my story, it's irrelevant whether or not he wanted to be found. You didn't know that before the fact. And by the way, Dick, I, when this happened, I looked up where the party was happening in Hollywood. Mm. And I found the location. 
And then I was going to crash this party. I was going to oh, wear a disguise. <laughs> yeah, I was going to wear a disguise and <laughs> crash a, this party. An additional beard over your beard? What kind of disguise were you going to wear? A clever one. Uh, you know, I, I can wear a disguise. I'm not going to give it up because, yeah. I, it, you know, pe- then people will know what my disguise is. Okay. But I was going to wear my disguise and sneak into this party, and I'm, which you know I'm really good at doing. Yeah, yeah. I sneak into parties all the time. Um, then I started looking at photos and videos and pictures from Instagram, all these fucking uh, these these fucking girls who are just going there and turning this into uh, vanity. They were, it's just narcissism. They were showing up at this party not because of this this fat guy dancing. They were showing up to this party to promote themselves. Yeah. That's what was so disgusting about it to me is that all of this was narcissism and vanity. They weren't doing anything good for anyone. They happened to raise $30,000, and they were pressured into giving it to a charity, but not because they necessarily wanted to, but because they felt that, well, now we're going to look like assholes if we raise $30,000 and just piss it away on this giant party, which, by the way, they didn't hold in the L.A. Coliseum, that uh, whatever that, the that ghetto place. Coliseum? Yeah, that, yeah, that one that they were supposedly donated, and Pharrell didn't show up like he said he was going to. That he had motherfucker. A, yeah, he had a pre-recorded video that they played oh, at the event. Oh, God. There's something very, there's something like, um, it reminds me of a very debauched, like, aristocratic orgy. When I when I think about it, and when I see the kind of people who are participating in it, yeah. it's if like society is a glass of Guinness, it's the foam at the top that I could just lop off. Yep, like that's that's who's at that party. Yeah, Dick. Seriously, you know? I I was ready to walk out the door to crash this party, and I got so disgusted at the people who were there. Seriously, yeah. I never feel that viscerally. I I rarely feel no, that I totally, viscerally. I totally agree with you. Yeah, I saw. I was disgusted with the vanity and narcissism I saw of these dickheads, and I decided, you know what? I don't even want to be there for a few minutes, even to goof on them. I was going to show up. <laughs> I was going to show up and take a picture of myself with the uh, um, uh, the Sean O'Brien, the the, the dancing man. Uh, oh, that's his name. That's his name. Yeah, Sean. Oh. I, I believe um i was gonna show up and take a picture with him and maybe even like goof on him a little bit but i thought man i don't even want to be there for a few minutes i can't stand it everyone looked like such a fucking huge asshole his appreciation of it makes me think of like a uh like a mail order bride like a bride who's been bought and paid for and then she's like oh i love my life here and i'm like you, you don't really no right like no. you can't you can't, because this is sick and unnatural. And it's so condescending how they they said that you're going to get all this attention from women, uh, which is just totally not true. The women look disgusted dancing with him. They, like, did you see the videos and the still shots? So, some of them, some of them. Uh, but that, that made me uncomfortable. That's irrelevant because the guy. I think the guy's engaged. He has a, either a fiance or a wife. He's either engaged or married, which is very condescending. You're saying essentially to this guy who's who's engaged, "Oh, we're going to give you attention from women." Like you're assuming he doesn't already get it. You fucking idiots. Yeah. And and then they had this choreographed dance sequence with a bunch of um, uh, uh, you know, a bunch of a uh, bunch of people who showed up to this thing. It, it was a really disgusting spectacle. Very vain, very narcissistic, and that's coming from me, a guy who has a website called the Best Page in the Universe. You are vain and narcissistic. <laughs> that's true. All right, we're getting we're getting out of control because hey, hey. we already have a wait full I, show before we before we move on. Speaking of vain and narcissistic, Dick, you know, a long time ago, I brought in female genital mutilation as a problem. Yeah, it was gross. Episode number 13, and it is currently number two on the biggest problem in the universe list. And just this last week, they banned female genital mutilation in Nigeria. Oh, good. Yeah. You did it. That's right. I did it. It's all me. In fact, I have a little song I want to play as a commemoration for for me in, in honor of me. 
Maddox is Maddox is <laughs> Did you make this shit? Yeah. Oh man. What a winner. Did you clear the rights for that? I don't need to. No. Hey, remember when you said you would argue any economist? Yeah. Okay. Somebody called in. Great. And I think they're very serious about uh-huh. this. All right. Here you go. Hello, brother. This is Hulk Hogan. <laughs> let me see if I got you right, Jack. Mad Maddox wants to have a debate about economics. Well, look no further because Hulkamania accepts your challenge. Next Sunday, live on pay-per-view from the Silverdome, where not too long ago I body slammed 800 pounds under the giant in front of 90,000 screaming Hulkamaniacs. We'll debate about interest, and hopefully the inflation there won't be from all the hot air coming out of your pie hole, brother. <laughs> what are my credentials? I got these two 28-inch bachelor's degrees in finance. Now, in the meantime, all my screaming Hulkamaniacs and all your Maddox maggots can say their prayers and eat their vitamins, because Sunday, brother, what you gonna do when Hulk Hogan's investment portfolio runs wild? on you and that's a fact jack you got any response for that uh uh yeah bring it hulk okay fucking Um, nerdiest hulk hogan i've ever heard amazingly i'm gonna play you another voicemail this is this happened totally different guy yeah i'm calling you out this is macho man and if you thought Armchair economists were bad. Wait until you get in the ring with a ringside economist. <laughs> There's a reason that the WWE, the Worldwide Wrestling Economist Championship, belt, is made out of gold. We're going to get into the ring and I'm going to debate you into oblivion. I'll step you like a Slim Jim with a flying elbow drop over our breakaway podium. I would love to hear your comment about that, bitch. <laughs> a bitch. You have that whole tag team on you now. Yeah, bring what, it. What were they called? The superpowers? The uh, the world world no, wrestling economy. What were they called when they were a tag team? Macho Man and Hulk Hogan. Oh, I don't remember. Oh, they were called something yeah. big. The Mega Powers, I Mega think powers, it was. Yeah. yeah. Well, well Body go. Slam used right through a broken podium, fallacy, dickhead. <laughs> okay. Um, somebody sent in... Oh, somebody sent in the Alex Petrushevsky said, "Hey, Dick, if you're having a problem with bad blowjobs, this gal's got you covered." I, I, and it's a, it's a woman giving a, an instructional video. Oh boy, do you have any interest in hearing that? Uh, not really, but let's, uh, let's, let's. I, I know you're gonna play it. <laughs> this is for real. <laughs> oh my God. This is the video. Now yeah. this is my bonus technique: the grapefruit. It's oh, I've seen this. Oh, you have seen it. Yeah. All right, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to bore you with the details if you've already. Did seen you, it. did you listen to that whole video, Dick? Yeah. Do you want me to get to the good part? Yeah, at the it's end? pretty gross. Okay. You'll want to hear. Yeah, here, here. for for our listeners. Yeah, she cuts a hole in a grapefruit. Yeah, this is her advice. Yeah, cut cut a grapefruit into a section and cut a hole in the middle of it. Uh-huh. And use and that then like a sex toy. Put that through. Put the dick through the hole. Yeah. yeah. Here we go. So what you're gonna do is just suck his dick. That's like you said you were gonna do. Once he's nice and erect. That's it. That's yeah. it. She goes immediately back into talking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's a real video shot. And and watching the video is just as disgusting as it sounds. Dick, I got a I got a voicemail. This guy had a problem with what you had to say about cyclists, or as you call them, bicyclers. bicyclers. Evening, gents. I'm the co-host of the BBC's The Largest Piss Take in the Kingdom, Cockwankus, and hmm. I loved how I'm point Dick was with his whole the lore's lore thing. 26 cyclists should all stop one by one at stop signs. This slows everything down to all bloody hell, which I guess Dick has a problem with. Yeah. 
Of 51 episodes now, my Yankee counterpart has been going off at the seams about drug laws being stupid. Something about victimless crimes or whatever. Mm-hmm. I now realize he's been acting like a fucking idiot on purpose all this time and is really one of the good guys. Anyways, Dick, love yourself satire. Especially how smugly you impugn cyclists for being smug. Till next time, Dick, go fuck yourself. Yeah. That was uh, David Ellery. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, so, Mr. The law is the law. You should follow the law. Mr. Uh, Burning Man drug drug user over here. Yeah, change the law. <laughs> okay. What, what, what do you want me to so say simple. about it? You impugn cyclists for rolling through stop signs. God forbid. Well, do they, do they follow the law or not? Are they a bike or a car? Are they're, they a person a or a car? Because I had to dodge one of these pricks on the sidewalk yeah. like two days ago. Mm-hmm. Barreling down the sidewalk on his goddamn bicycle. Wow. You know what, Dick? Um, cry me a river. When cyclists are responsible for 32,000 deaths a year, then come crying to me about us rolling through stop signs, dickhead. Then I'll, then I'll listen to, uh, to your grievances about how bad cyclists are. And by the way, again, kiss our asses because every time you're driving someplace every single cyclist you see count that imagine that being another car that you're stuck behind you're welcome yeah um here's i got one more voicemail hey guys uh nice job actually getting a guest who doesn't fucking suck dick and try to talk over you guys and act <laughs> like he's fucking hilarious <laughs> like he's on some fucking 7 a.m radio show that a bunch of fucking sad people listen to on their way to work Nice job. I'm being, you know, I, I pay for your bonus episodes, so I'm, huh. you know, I'm, I'm a consumer, and I appreciate that you guys, uh, you guys should bring this dude on more often, and, uh, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, pump the brakes a little bit on uh, our good friend, uh, uh, Mysterious Coconuts. Uh. <laughs> it's kind of funny, but, you know, um, I think he, he's a little bit obnoxious, so, you know, keep doing what you're doing. And, yeah. yeah. Unlike our callers. Yeah. Unlike our callers who are never obnoxious. I Mysterios com- did send in a bit. Do you want to hear it? Yes. Or do we have time for that? No, let's hear. Well, yeah, let's let's hear it actually after the first uh, after the first problem. We'll tease All right. That. Yeah. All right. I got a comment from Daniel E. Warren because I mentioned Socrates last uh, last episode and how I walked around without a jacket because uh, and because like I an heard, asshole <laughs> like a cool guy. He says if Socrates did it, Maddox is going to do it. Better watch out, teenage boys. <laughs> Fuck you. Darren, Daniel, Daniel E. Warren. All right. I got enough of these comments. All right. Oh, no. Somebody sent in something about Fight Cade. Did you know about this? Yeah. I'm trying to put together this Street Fighter fight between you and this Matt Bear guy. Yeah, I looked into it. It's not an online streaming thing. You have to download a client, which means it's easy to hack. I'm easy not going to. Easy to hack. Yeah. What? You think this guy's going to hack a, a Fight Cade Street Fighter client? Well, what do you state. think you're dealing with here? Neo from the Matrix? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Don't don't puss out, Maddox. Yeah. Is this just No, man. I said let's do it in a real arcade. I'll play it against a, a play against an arcade machine that hasn't been tinkered. All right, the promotion continues. Now I know what it's like to try to put a big fight together. Dick, uh, can I get to the problems? Yeah. yeah, my first problem this week, possibly the biggest problem in the universe, is voice recognition or speech recognition. Yeah. It's huge awful. problem. Yeah, it is huge. awful. It's awful, man. Did you know the earliest form of speech recognition was from 1932 by Bell Labs? And it hasn't gotten any better. No, it's still no. just as shitty. They built a single speaker digit recognition system by locating peaks in the power spectrum of each utterance. Then in 1950s, the system had a vocabulary recognition of around 10 words. So, uh, first of all, I call bullshit on that. Uh, I bet it had a recognition of uh, maybe one word uh, half the time. Or zero, like it still does. 
And then in 1969, an influential engineer named John Robinson Pierce wrote an open letter that was critical of speech recognition research. In 1969, this guy, he was way ahead of his time. He compared speech recognition to schemes for turning water into gasoline, extracting gold from the sea, curing cancer, or going to the moon. <laughs> I guess, uh, yeah, he do, I guess he was wrong about most yeah. of those. Uh, curing cancer, <laughs> we've since cured some forms of cancer, we've since gone to the moon, and we can definitely extract gold from the sea. Um, he defunded speech recognition at Bell Labs. Uh, I guess he was wrong about the other stuff, though. Then, uh, you know what, though? I was looking into this, and as a math guy, I was a math major in college. The mathematics behind speech recognition is truly fascinating. They use this thing called a hidden Markov model. Uh, have you ever heard of this, Dick? The hidden Markov model, HMM. No. It takes a small interval signal, like a 10 millisecond signal, and then they approximate that to a stationary process. So it means it's not changing over time, right? It's constant with regards to time. Then they output a small 10-dimensional vector every 10 milliseconds, which does a Fourier transform on this short-frame speech decorrelating the spectrum using a cosine transform. I know that sounds like a whole bunch of math jargon, but essentially what they're doing is... It sounds just as uh, good as the translations that comes out of it, like total bullshit. No, it's not total bullshit. (laughs) Yeah, but it doesn't work. That's what I'm saying. This, All of this, blah, 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 sounds exactly like the transcribed voice... uh, the, The transcribed voicemails that we get every week. Right. Log in and read some of them. Yeah. Well, basically what what it means is they're trying to fit the waveform of your speech pattern to a recognized waveform. And so for for those who don't know, which is the majority of people because you're not math people, a Fourier transform comes from the simple sum of waves represented as sines and cosines. So, you know, when you take a a pre-calculus class, you see waves that come in, sines and cosines. Everything can be represented, every wave can be represented as a sum of sines and cosines. Every peak and valley can be represented as a sine and cosine, right? Right? I don't know. You're the math guy. <laughs> yeah, you well, tell us. It, it is. It is. Uh, and then, like, different amplitudes, you're just multiplying by different coefficients. Since every wave can be represented as a piecemeal sum of sines and cosines, you could theoretically represent every sound utterance mathematically. The problem is, the more accurate you want that sound to be represented, the more data points you need, which means that the more complex mathematics need to be used to solve that problem. That's why voice recognition is so shitty today. We're using our phone processors to do complex voice recognition when they're overburdened with free apps that sit there downloading shitty ads on your cell phones all fucking day. While your stupid iPhone is sitting there spending precious CPU cycles rendering window animations and glossy looking buttons, your speech recognition software is choking. Yeah, but I don't think it. I don't think that's true. It it's sends, true. No, it sends it off to the server. The well, iPhone some, some doesn't t- do the Siri doesn't do the voice. Uh, recognition itself, it sends it off to the the mainframe. Sometimes. People beep. You're right. Sometimes hardware will use cloud computing to do speech recognition, yeah. which does a better job, but the trade-off is that you have to transport lots of data back and forth between servers. You're essentially sending as much as as much data as an MP3 file if you want voice recognition to convert a two to three minute conversation. And and the So the, why does it never work then? Yeah. It's just, just always shit. Ser- I'm serious. Log in to our voicemail and read some of the read some of the transcriptions it's that we awful. got because they're hilarious. Yeah, uh, Adobe used to have this thing in Adobe Premiere, the editing suite uh, for video, that would do a transcription of your uh, your audio track. Yeah. Right? They removed it after years of supporting it because they found that no matter how good it got, it just never got good enough. Mm-hmm. And same thing with like YouTube transcriptions. Uh, that's why we pay. Lori and Megan to do our transcriptions for our episodes because it's there's just no solution out of the box that does a good job of it. So every time you hear anything about science, 
like about something amazing science is going to do, uh, like a driverless car or no. drones flying shit, just ask yourself the question, does the voice transcription work and does the bathroom sensors work? Neither of them work, so whatever you're telling me that you've invented is probably horse shit. Yeah, I agree, Dick. Throw the baby out with the bathwater. They're just, they can never make it work. They can never make, they can never get it that final, uh, that final yard. They can make something that does something kind of cool sometimes, but it never works. I believe automated cars are going to work. That that technology has, has come so far in such a small period of time. And by the way, automated cars uh, rely on a very small set of rules. D- the driving rules that we have, they can be reduced down to a couple, a couple of pages, two, no, three pages. I'll, I'll bring in the driving, the Google self-driving car like yeah. next week or the week after Great. that because it's, it's so fucking horrible. No, it's not. I think it's going to be the future. Um, you would I, like that, but looking at how they did it, it's like, well, yeah, of course this isn't going to work. Of course it's going to work. It's simply scanning the environment for hazards and then trying to predict those hazards and and trying to stop the car when it's supposed to and it's a good it's good technology man all right yeah computers computers is also science that works um the problem with voice recognition is that no matter how good it gets nothing will ever trump the convenience and privacy of touch tones this fucking steve jobs has ruined this by the way we used to have buttons on our phones voice recognition is the aural analog to touch screens touch screens look good and sound awesome in theory but in practice, they're inaccurate, smudgy pieces of shit that get what you're typing wrong 50% of the time. So your CPU has to constantly be checking every key you type against a dictionary hash, trying to guess what inane comment you were trying to text. Ever been on a crowded bus or in public while you're trying to call your bank or phone company? You stand there like an idiot yelling speech access or checking over and over into your phone, and then they expect you to yell your bank account number or credit card information into your phone over and over again until their stupid fucking system gets it. And even when it does get it right, it has to repeat it back to you to make sure that you got every single digit correctly, and then you have to listen to the slow-ass computer read back a 16-digit code just so you can press 1 or say yes to continue. It's fucking awful. And the worst is when you call into an airline because they require you to say your confirmation code out loud, which is an alphanumeric code, which makes it nearly impossible for the computer to distinguish from the letter C and Z or the letter T and D or the number three. It's fucking awful. After spending five minutes yelling into the stupid voice recognition, it finally just puts you to a person, which is what it should have done to begin with, which is what it has to do every time anyway. So now every phone call takes five minutes longer than it should have. Yeah, just hammer zeros. Just like zero, zero, zero. Every time I call anywhere, as soon as the robot starts talking, I go zero, 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 zero. That's true, but that used to work more than it does now. Yeah. yeah. They've changed it specifically for that reason. I totally agree with your problem. I cannot stand that. They're awful. When you're sitting there, yeah, I'm sorry, I didn't get that. Yeah. And, and why makes do they you talk it? so slow? Like, why do this stupid computer lady have to talk so fucking slow? I think they've done studies and they found that if they talk slower, it'll calm you down, which it doesn't. It pisses me off even more. They should have a button where, like, if you if you want the fast version, no, press the number of speed you want. So, like, yeah. one is the default, and when you call in, you press nine. Yeah. And she's like, oh, what? press zero to get connected to a customer service operator. You know what I, I like? The innovation that is uh, that should be the future of customer serv- support is online chat. I love online chat because I can do other things while I'm waiting on hold, right? Mm-hmm. Or I like the service where you call in, and the, the very few companies do this, but you can call in, and when you're put in queue, you put in your phone number, and they will call you back as soon as it's your turn to talk Whoa, to a representative. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, some, some power companies do that. Hmm. Uh, that. That's technology that I actually like. What I hate is when I do online customer support, and I talk to the representative, 
They say, well, you have to call in and get this taken care of over the phone. I'm like, why? I have you on the line. Yeah. Why can't you take care of it? It's even it's more clear because when I'm typing it, there's a paper trail of it. They don't want that. <laughs> Speech recognition doesn't recognize names unless they're very common. That's another huge problem with it. They don't do well with accents or regional dialects. They don't understand tone, nuance, or sarcasm. They can't get punctuation and grammar right. Speech recognition is awful. It's worse than spending a weekend with ISIS. I fucking hate it. I don't get why it doesn't even try to punctuate. Yeah. Like, I'll do a whole thing in Siri, yeah. and half of it will be correct, but there will be no periods. Like, no matter how long you wait, not, a, not even a comma. No. Not even, a, not even an ellipses. I've said— Where is this technology? I've experimented with saying the word really every different way I can. Like, really? 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 And it never adds a question mark to it. Yeah. Do you think it's ever going to get fixed? I don't think so. I, I mean, I think they'll try, and I think they'll add little things, but it's only going to get probably 80% there. Two, like never, 100 years from now, do you think we'll have speech recognition, like where you can talk in your phone and have it, or your watch, if you're Dick Tracy, and yeah. uh, it'll it'll actually transcribe what you said? Fucking Apple Watch. Yes, I think so. I think in, in about 100 years, I think the technology probably will be, we'll, we'll get to a point where it's better. I'm betting against us. I'm one of these guys that doesn't believe in the singularity you know. Oh yeah. Well, that's because you haven't tried the Oculus Rift, buddy. Virtual reality—it's <laughs> coming. Yeah, but wait a minute. Virtual reality is like several orders of magnitude harder than being able to transcribe the spoken word, and we're—and we, we can't even touch that. No, virtual reality has come a long way already. It's, but so has voice recognition. Like getting half the words right is is okay. Voice recognition in almost a century is still garbage. Voice recognition, I feel like the rate at which voice recognition is improving is probably incremental. Every 10 years or so, every decade or so, voice recognition gets a percentage better, maybe. Hmm. So I I, that's why I do think in 100 years it probably will be good enough. Uh, because, like I said earlier, that Fourier transform where they're just trying to approximate every single utterance and every single uh, waveform yeah. in signs and cosines, the only problem, the, the reason we, we don't have it as good right now is because we are limited by our technology and capacity for computation. See, I disagree. This is what I think the problem is. Because I think everyone talks, like, everyone talks differently and weird. Like, have you ever seen what the eyeball takes in as an image before your mind processes it into what you see as the world around you? Like a heat map? No, 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 no. Just like the, the actual data that your eyeball gets. No. It's garbage. It's like a mess. Where, how, do, how do they know that? I don't know. I, just, I saw it online. I don't know. And okay. I, I believed it. But just, just like, let's believe that for the sake of, this, of what sure. I'm about to say. When you hear people... I think you're hearing a bunch of weird garbage, too, and most of the words you get are based on, like, the context. Like, yeah. if that's true, computers are fucked. There's no mathematical formula that's going to pull the words that they're saying out of the out of the noise. Well, that's true, Dick, but there is another possibility, which I'm afraid of, and I think that this is actually going to happen, is that our language is going to change and evolve over time so that it does become more computationally easy to recognize. We've already changed our language. Have you ever, like, when you talk, well, the first time I ever talked to speech recognition, I realized, oh, this is not a human, this is a fucking machine, and it needs me to enunciate properly. So yeah. I start say, I start speaking more slowly, I start speaking more loudly, and I start uh, putting pauses in between my words so the computer recognizes where one word ends and when another word begins yeah so i think that over time maybe our language will evolve to be more friendly to computers so that maybe download like already it, it has already our language has evolved we 
even a generation or two ago, the amount of text abbreviations and emojis that we use were not around. For a speech pathologist, this is like a goldmine. It's it, you're seeing evolution in progress oh, right now. Oh, uh oh. What? Okay, I got a real good source to run this theory by. Okay. <laughs> My mom. My mom's oh, a speech yeah. pathologist. Yeah, it's an exciting time for speech pathology right now. Okay. Because they're seeing yeah, they're seeing or, in linguistics. Yeah, they're seeing uh, they're seeing ev- the evolution of our language. So it's possible. I think, you know, uh, again, an argument for the digital singularity, Dick. I think that our language will become more similar to computationally understood language. And less like it is today. Oh man, I, I don't know. I mean, that just look at the la- just look at the language in the eighteen hundreds. The and thy and they and all these uh, all these archaic words that we're no longer using. Our language has evolved or I devolved, as the I case don't know may be. It just seems like it. I don't know if it's like approaching a, a certain point though. Like evolving just seems like it's kind of going randomly in weird directions. No, it's language. not evolution. No, that's yeah, it is. That's evolution. Random. Yeah, that's the definite of evolution, jackass. No. Random, yes it is, random mutations that through survival of the fittest, the good ones are weeded out. It's not survival. Evolution is random mutations. Survival of the fittest is the mechanism, it's not evolution. Evolution is where random mutations through the mechanism of survival of the fittest turn into organisms that are more appropriately suited to their environment. Uh, That's evolution, it's random. It's not specific. It's random. Uh, not always. I don't think so. Yes, it's necessarily it's scientifically random. That no. you can't like evolve a thumb. You evolve weird shit that sprouts out, and then the thumb people happen to survive. Well, I'm not sure. I'm not sure that it is random because um, you have those moths in uh, in forests that that evolve to look like their surroundings. They didn't evolve uh, bright fluorescent colors and then die off because that their surroundings weren't bright fluorescent there was a there's they evolved randomly in little bits and they gr- gradually grew darker and dark that's why those like weird poison frogs are so bright I, it's it, they they adapt to their environment their environment is a variable so i don't think it's random are you saying that the environment dictates the random mutations of their genes it's not random that's op- oh see yeah it's not. Uh, it's not entirely random. I think you're going to have an apology to make next. No, episode. because the, because the environment does have does factor into evolution. Evolution. It's the survival of the fittest uh, uh, thing comes from this other guy uh, Wallace or whoever. Um, that's not that didn't come from uh, Darwin. Uh, that's not like a that's not Darwin's theory. He's I'm start, not he's, quoting Darwin. Right. I'm saying evolution is random mutations. It it can be, but it's not. Uh, it's not entirely random. But the environment does play does fl- play into it because when you become when you evolve that that phrase survival of the fittest when you evolve you evolve to be the best suited for the, uh, the best suited for that specific environment, not necessarily the best species ever. What are you saying? I'm saying that w- that evolution does have to do with the environment. Are you sure we're talking about evolution? Yeah. Are you 100% sure? Well, I think which species or which mutations that affect the animals are allowed to survive, they survive because of the environment that they're currently in. Mutations, I think, are random. Yeah, absolutely. And then the ones that uh, express certain traits, if they're in that environment at the time, they tend to do better. All right. Are you done? Is it? Do you have anything to respond to that? I that's I totally agree with what you're saying. No, I agree with what Sean said. The way he said it, he said mutations are random. But the, you, the way you said it, Dick, it made it sound like any any mutation is fair game. Like any random mutation, like like a there could be a fish that could grow a human foot. That's just not possible. That's just well, that's not a what big we see. Jump. Yeah, that's, that's why I'm a, saying environment matters. Environment is, does factor into it. Probably, I guess maybe it could. That's yeah. a pretty big statistical anomaly, though. Well, Anyway, man, it's like uh, that's like heart of gold 
uh, Douglas Adams level improbability you're talking oh, about. Yes. Anyway, dude, uh, speech recognition, that's my problem. And you you have your uh, a stereos bit, right? Oh, yeah. Boisterous yeah. Coconut. Let's hear. I'm Boisterous Coconuts, and <laughs> I'm a digital cyber demon, bringing you the biggest problems on the World Wide Web. It's this week in Internet Hell. <laughs> Kind of a long intro on that one. No, I like it. <sighs> Want to hear something that'll make you hashtag depressed? According to a study by Oxford University, the most important word to kids 13 and under is hashtag. Oh. Here's a list of words it beat. Bomb. Dad. Oh my God. Food. Perspective. <laughs> Gremlins. That blonde chick who played six on Battlestar Galactica. Gremlins 2, the new batch. All more important words. Worse off yet, kids under 13 are using the word hashtag wrong. They're simply putting hashtags in front of words they think are important. Like, here's an example of a kid's tweet. I found a hashtag awesome box of porn in the hashtag woods. That That doesn't doesn't make make any sense. Here's a far more logical tweet. Found a box of porn in the woods. Hashtag blessed. Stupid kids. Stupid, <laughs> sexy kids. <laughs> oh, man, that's a digital cyber demon if I ever heard one. That's you fucking awesome. You want another one? Yeah. All right. Long-suffering <laughs> nerds finally have something to celebrate, as Steve Wozniak is getting a wax figure at Madame Tussauds. Oh, great. In related news, Madame Tussauds has put in a frantic order for a shitload more wax. <laughs> the statue of Wozniak, who single-handedly invented the Apple computer, will be placed next to a wax statue of Steve Jobs, so the Steve Jobs statue can cheat, scream at, and emasculate the Wozniak statue for all eternity. All I know is, foreign tourists love taking photos of wax statues they don't recognize or appreciate, so make some room in the basement for the statue of Steve Wozniak! (laughs) (laughs) All right. When you're my problem? That's great. Yeah, thank you, Boisterous. I think that's bad stuff happening on the internet this week. What? Because he's a cyber demon. Yeah. cyber hell. He's very in tune. Yeah. Yeah. My problem is... Pregnancy. Oh. Okay. Yeah. You ever been pregnant? No. It's horrible. <laughs> I highly <laughs> recommend against it. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Have you been pregnant, Dick? No. Never. Thank God. Um, so, you remember the scene in Aliens when that thing rips out of the person's chest? Of course. It's iconic. Pregnancy is a lot like that, except it's worse. Yeah. It's because it takes nine months to get there. Go on, Dick Masterson. <laughs> tell me all about pregnancy. Um, it, it really it really fucks you up. Yeah. Like, I can't, after having seen it, I just got back from Indiana. I saw my, my sister, uh-huh. who just had a kid. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Second kid. Uh, for the life of me. She just had another kid? She had another kid. Oh. Yeah. Well, congrats, Uncle Masterson. Uh, whatever. Uh, <laughs> so, the first time... I chalk it up to inexperience, right? Like, uh, you didn't know how bad it was going to be. You didn't know about the bed rest. Like, you got excited. You watched too many movies, and you thought having a kid would be a good idea, right? Second kid, what in the the fuck? What is going on? It's supposed to be easier, right? 
You've been, it's not your first rodeo. You get it. You understand. Yeah, yeah, yada, yada, bada, it, bing. It is a fucking nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. It takes a lot out of you. It ta- imagine having like a medicine ball in your body. Uh huh. It takes like, it takes, experts are saying a year or two for your body to go back to normal after that. I'm saying never. That's yeah. my position on it. It mutilates your vagina, makes it look like hamburger helper. Have you ever taken a shit that required stitches afterwards? Because that's what we're talking about here I mean, with pregnancy. Yes, but I never got the stitches. <laughs> You're welcome, ladies. <laughs> the pregnancy rate for U.S. women in, uh, in 2009 was 102 per 1,000 women. So what is that, 10%? That's an epidemic. 10, 10%. Here's, let me compare that to other sexually transmitted diseases. HPV, new cases every year, only 4%. So huh. pregnancy is by far and away, chlamydia, 0.6%. Anybody can get chlamydia. You have no idea who has it. I'd say 30% of the people in this room do. (laughs) 0.01% of people get AIDS. uh, That can't possibly be right. No, that is not right. 0.01%? What is Uh, that? Is that in America or worldwide? In In America, America. maybe. Yeah, America is pretty low. The prevalence of AIDS in America. That's low? That seems insanely high. It's one hundredth of a percent, right? Yeah, so what is that? One in every 10,000 people? No, more than that. One in every hundred thousand, I think. One in every hundred thousand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, whatever. Pregnancy is by far and away the biggest, the most out of control STD. It is the worst STD. I've always said that kids are the worst sexually transmitted disease. How do you get kids? Sex. Pregnancy. Yeah. Pregnant. You can have sex and not get kids. Yeah. Pregnancy. Well, oh, man, most of the time turns into kids. Yeah, that's true. U.S. spends seven billion dollars every year uh, due to the cost of teen pregnancy. Here's some of the cons of pregnancy. You got a bunch of semen in you, first of all. That's gross. Gross. Yeah. Probably probably some dicks. At least one. Probably, not always. No drinking. You can't have caffeine. You can't have cigarettes. Oh, no. You got to limit your sugar. What's going on? You're not into this problem? No, no. I'm, I'm into it. It's just uh, cigarettes. It sounds like, um, uh, of course, you can't have cigarettes. You're going to have a kid. You don't want that kid... Br- being born, stillborn, or whatever. But it's, it's just interesting, Dick, that uh, you bring in pregnancy as a problem because, uh, oh boy, what was it? Uh... Dick versus <laughs> Dick. You prepared this uh, when you heard my problem? I got an impromptu Dick versus Dick way back when, Dick. I don't know if you remember episode one. Uh-huh. I brought in families as a problem. Right. And you can't have a family without pregnancy. So yeah, what say you, dickhead? I'm saying that's a big problem. Are you not listening? Do you have shit in your ears? You're saying families are a problem now? No, I'm saying pregnancy is a big problem. Okay, so why were you arguing that families weren't a problem? Because without pregnancy, there would be no families. Well, let's let's fix it. Let's do something about that. That's all I'm saying. Let's 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 grow some babies in the lab, like in the Matrix. I'm okay with that. Because this this shit this shit wreck putting a medicine ball through your body, yeah, uh, getting having bed rest from like. For, like, months, months of your life, and 20% of pregnant women are prescribed bed get rest every year that goes from, like, some weeks to a couple months? That's got to stop. Yeah, it's pretty awful. And, and we got to find a better way. Pregnant women always feel nauseous. Uh, you know, there's this uh, stereotype that pregnant women feel they have morning sickness or whatever. It's not just morning sickness. They're nauseous all the time. All the time. And it takes a lot out of them. They're weak, and they don't want to do anything, and they... Just want to sit down, and you got to carry watermelons for them next thing, you know? During pregnancy, the enlarged uterus can cause pres- pressure on your bladder, yeah. too, so you could piss yourself Yep, at any moment, I guess. Yeah. 
And you always think as a kid that having sex with a prego would be awesome. Sorry, what? Like, <laughs> like, cause, cause, cause then you got the baby in there and you're like, ah, you're poking the baby too, right? When you say you, you mean I, yeah. right? You, you, Maddox, you, dick. you thought, no. no, I definitely never thought having sex with a prego would be awesome. When was this? I don't know. It just as you know, when you're still a dumbass high school kid and, and never had sex before, and you're thinking, "Oh, yeah, man, I can't wait to grow up and I'm gonna bang a chick." You know, you're you're banging both. That's that's two for one. Max, that's horrifying. Yeah. Are you high? That's no. disgusting. I know it's gross, man. I'm not saying I'm I'm into it. <laughs> you, but you were at one point. <laughs> no, man, it's like that stupid high school thing where you haven't like if you're still like inexperienced in high school. Which, by the way, Dick, a lot of people called you out on in what? the last episode. You keep what? busting my ass about bags of sand comments. It, I never hear specifics when you're talking about sex. You, what you are talk the about? ultimate bag of sand, buddy. I described three horrible blowjobs uh, two two episodes ago. What do you mean to talk about? Go ahead. No, you di- no uh uh-uh, uh uh no. Yeah, you you just you're just never you are very being real specific. spacey right now. What's up? No, What's I'm, going on? I'm not spacey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're being very like spacey and weird. What's this going on? This is the most in tune I've ever been in my life. Okay, what would you like me to describe about sex? Nothing. I I mean I don't want to hear it. It's just people have been noticing, Dick. I that you're a general, have to be more specific. A general sandy. You have to be more specific because the general sandiness is coming from that side of the room. I I don't know. I don't. Like I wish you would elaborate more on what you're talking about, but it's it's very like uh, wishy washy. It's the the moment is lost. I don't I don't know. I would I would have to find the specific comment from the last episode. But people in the comment section, I'm sure, are going to fill it in. Okay. But anyway, yeah, go on. Uh, so go hem- on with your pregnancy problem. Hemorrhoids. <laughs> you can get when you're pregnant. Hemorrhoids are pretty awful. I've heard. Postpartum depression. Yeah. Feeling restless or irritable. Uh-huh. Oh my god! Every girl I've ever dated's been pregnant. And. <laughs> <laughs> Sad, and, depressed, and crying a lot. Same. Yeah, the postpartum depression is a real thing. Like that's that's what makes uh, moms go fucking crazy sometimes and just drown their babies. Yeah, it's a thing that happens. You learned that on this show. What? Yeah, having no energy. Also, yeah, yeah. Headaches. Ch- oh my god. And what about the fathers? These poor guys have to put up with this. Yeah, and, and you know, the, as a father, you're not getting laid for at least eight months. Yeah, and not because you can't. I also found that that no sex during pregnancy is a myth. Yeah. So. Yeah, again, like. That when is a myth. Yeah. My, yeah. my buddy, a doctor told my buddy and his wife that they should have sex. Like, you guys need to have <laughs> he sex. He got a doctor to tell his wife that? <laughs> tell both of them that. Oh, wow. Was, this do- <laughs> was it doctor <laughs> friend? Story. Hey, man, do we, you t- pull my wife aside <laughs> yeah. and tell her we need a bang? Keep it fair, doc. Keep it fair. Yeah. He's bucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, big problem, Dick. I agree. Pregnancy is a big problem. Guys, don't do it. You got every asshole in the world telling you what to do when the baby comes. Yep. That's awful. That's un- unsolicited advice. Dick, save I, I, save I just... the placenta. That's un- yeah, oh, what, that you're being awful. real weird about this. What's the deal? No, I'm, I'm do you not, not being... like talking about like the pregnancy? No, man. It's I mean, yeah, what I it's gross and weird, but uh you know, I just can't help but uh but think like way back when uh Dick versus <laughs> Yeah. It's a twofer. You got to do double. It's a yeah. both. All right. um, remember, you were the one who brought in condoms as a problem, Dick. I don't understand. How is this even a problem in your universe when you also think that condoms are a problem? I'm really good at pulling out. I have incredible control oh, yeah? over my body. 
Yeah. yeah. Doing leg day will will do that. Yeah, I bet. Oh, okay. Yeah, like you know about leg day or pulling out. Do you do you think <laughs> I do you think I don't like condoms because I want to knock girls up? Well, I think that it it definitely is a risk because even if you pull out, there are things that can happen. There's pre-common things that get Yeah, you can absolutely get a girl pregnant pulling out. Yeah. Not me. A, not, a, ran, a, a oh. normal man, maybe, but not me. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Dick Masterson. Quickest draw in the West. So what, was that was that the entire Dick versus Dick? Usually you have clips. To put no, no, on no, that. no. Because what am I what am I going to bring in the entire fucking episode where you talked about condoms, or the entire fucking episode where you talked about families? You think that families aren't a problem, yet you do think that condoms are a problem, and you think that pregnancy is a problem. Pick your poison, Dick. Which is it? I, I don't know how to explain this to you. You first of all, you can have a family without being pregnant. Okay, adopt. You weren't talking about adoption. When? When was I not talking about the adoption? first episode? You were talking. No, you were I, defending families. Yes, I, I I will still defend families. Families are garbage. <laughs> All right. <laughs> families are strangers that you didn't pick, who have decided to raise you. Your dad. Who you're exactly like? No, you're you are not. exactly like your I parents. I am nothing like my so, parents. Name one thing that they do, and I guarantee there's an analog in your life that you do do. Uh, I don't do. Uh, I'm not a gambler. There you go. My, my parents are uh, huge fucking gamblers. I don't fucking gamble. I think that's that, that shit's boring, first of all. You don't suffer from the gambler's fallacy at all? The gambler's fallacy? No. Yeah, because that's what makes people gamblers, right? Uh, no, not, it's not just that. It's complicated. It's depression, uh-huh. usually. It's, it's, and its environment is depression. This shit's about to go to depression town. Uh, but yeah, man. That's also a symptom of pregnancy. Yeah. Um, when you're pregnant, you got to have conversations about whether or not you're going to abort a retarded kid. No one wants to have that conversation. I'll do it. <laughs> I'll have that conversation day and night, buddy. I've ta- I've had that conversation in bars and restaurants. Uh, is that, like if I'm sitting around, it's an it's an interesting thing. But seriously, ma'am, I'll let you get back to your dinner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, John. <laughs> no, but it's something that you have to consider that you shouldn't wait to have that conversation t- when you're pregnant yeah. because then it's too late. Because then, what if you find the love of your life, this woman? Or man that you want to have a child with, right? Uh-huh. You could do adoption. I guess adoption is not really a consideration. But let's say you find a woman. <laughs> you can't. You can't abort a retarded adopted kid. You're right. No, um, no, you can't. But but I guess two two uh, a lesbian couple could still have an in vitro child or uh, uh, a surrogate child. They could have in vitro, in vitro fertilization, right? Yeah. So they do have to have that consideration. What if that child? shows signs of autism in the womb or Down syndrome or some severe psychological disorder or physical uh, disorder, right. would you then have that? I mean, when you're pregnant, it's too late to have that conversation. You need to be talking about that at bars and restaurants. Not for the you're woman welcome, who's Sean. pregnant. What? It's never too late to have that conversation. Well, I guess. Yeah, because they can do whatever they want. Get it out of your system early, man. Then you don't have to talk about it when it's in the womb. Ooh. Yeah, but you you still might, no matter what you decided before in uh, your intellectual wonderland of what if, <laughs> when there's a fucking baby in your body, it's a new conversation. Uh, I don't know, man. So Sounds awful. don't uh, kid yourself thinking that you can just say, oh, well, darling, we actually had this conversation. I don't know if you remember, and we already agreed. So why don't you go ahead and take this to relationship court and flush that baby out of the system? Oh, Dick, it sounds like you know a lot about 
pregnancies and, and being a woman and having a child in you and first-time child expert, that's you. Go vote it up, people. How is that a first-time child expert? You sound like you have ovaries. You sound like you know what it's like. And I think that's because you are so close to your family and your sister, right. which, you know, I'm not going to impugn you for that. Your family's awesome and your sister's cool, but you, I think you, you, don't you know are her, so first close. Of all. No, I met her. All right. Go yeah, ahead. No, she's cool. I mean, is she not cool? Well, I'm just saying. I don't know if she'd take that as a compliment. <laughs> Coming from me or at, at all? Coming from you. Oh, great. <laughs> you know what? I take everything back. Yeah. Anyway, man. Uh, anyway, yeah, what? You, just, you, sound like, you sound like someone who has ovaries. You don't think this is a big problem? I do. I never even thought about it. Like, I, I just thought about it as a function of life until I dated this girl who said, and she was very matter-of-fact about this. She's probably a... She, Probably a lunatic. She said if she ever wanted to get pregnant, she would just pay a surrogate to do it. Yeah. And I was like, uh, I can't tell if that's the smartest thing I've ever heard or if I should just immediately break up with you. Because I totally, I can't see any problems with that. And I think it's amazing that you thought that through. Yeah. But there's got to be something unnatural about that that I'm not seeing. It's good that she came to that conclusion, but it's bad that she was able to come to that conclusion. Right. Right? Right, because that should be the only conclusion. Like, if I can afford it, of course I'm going to pay somebody else to get pregnant. Why do I want to deal with having my body stitched back together for two years? But why are you thinking about this? Yeah. Yeah. I don't maybe it's just an idle thought. Yeah. Because it's got to be on chicks' minds, right? That's a problem. Dick, look, I'm I'm saying without a a shred of snark or insincerity, I think it's a huge problem, and I'm going to vote up pregnancy. There you go. All right, great. Uh, Then you got to pick a name. (laughs) How about that? That's a big fight waiting to happen. Nope. Maddox, every time. (laughs) Anyway, Dick, you done? You got anything else? Yeah. No, 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 no. What else you got? I'm I'm done. I'm done. Yeah, that's that's it. it. That's my problem. Go Uh, ahead. Yeah. (laughs) Speaking of- uh, You're in a real weird mood today. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Have you ever knocked anyone up? Um, No, I've got plan B a couple times. Yeah. Yeah. Plan B is my plan A. Singing in no condoms. <laughs> yeah, that's so all you I got. don't use condoms either. I mean, not if I have to, <laughs> not unless I have to. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm with you, Dick. I mean, the condoms suck, but uh, you know, they have a purpose, and I don't think that I think the majority of people the purpose should is use ruining them. erections. <laughs> that's their purpose. <laughs> yeah, plan Plan B is my plan A, and my plan, my actual plan B is prayer. Uh, that's all I got. Uh, but but Dick, um, good problem. But speaking of things in the oven. My second problem this week is pizza snobs. Pizza snobs. Yeah, smart. Genius. Clever. That's me. (laughs) Pizza snobs. Pizza snobs. So you're talking about condoms ruining the fun? How about this for ruining the fun? A fucking pizza snob. I won't shut the fuck up and let you eat your meal. Are we about to hear someone who's an extreme pizza snob? No. Okay. (laughs) I'm just wondering. Yeah, you know, I just have a question to all pizza snobs out there. And you know who you are. You know, you think you're not one, but you are. Uh. Can you just shut up, please? Just take 10 slices of pizza, shove it down your throat as far as possible so you can't breathe, then throw yourself off a cliff. I'm so fucking tired of pizza snobs, man. Yeah. Yeah, Just hang yourselves with barbed wire. You're making life a little grayer for everyone else. Every time you bitch about pizza, nothing will ever make these dildos happy. (laughs) They think they know the best pizza like there's some universally agreed upon standard. The closest thing to a universal standard of pizza comes from Rome or Naples, Italy, where pizza was invented. Supposedly, by the way. 
ancient Greeks had a flatbread called Placos, Placos, something like that. Anyway, it had herbs, onions, and garlics as toppings. It's not exactly a huge innovation to take bread and put stuff on top of it. Yeah, I don't think so either. Fucking idiots. Everyone acts like they are such a fucking expert when it comes to pizza. Like what, they wait, know. What is a pizza snob? What, what the hell are you talking about? Well, first of all, the majority, I, uh, I looked this up, this actual true statistic in uh, uh, the Encyclopedia Britannica. 90% of pizza snobs come from New York. Do you know that? Yeah, they all come from New York. They think they know a good pizza. These fucking assholes. And every time you take them anywhere, anywhere that's not New York, a New Yorker is the worst person to get pizza with. Because they won't shut the fuck up about it and eat it and just die. Hmm. What? Who, who did you hang out with recently from New York that did this to you? Oh, it's not recent. It's, my, oh, it's all my life. Anyone from the East Coast. It's not even New York. It's from the East Coast, period. Boston, close enough. I guess you guys know pizza. So they shit on your pizza? Yeah. Is that the problem? I, I, I just haven't experienced people shitting on my pizza. Yeah, oh, n- no, it happens. Yeah. East Coast is always is exactly like that. And they've been out here for more than half their lives, and all they do is bitch about the food. Yep. Especially pizza. Hey, uh. go back or fucking make it yourself, you fucking idiots. And it doesn't matter. I did a video about this, about pepperoni pizzas a while back. No, specifically about uh, people from New York, the things I hate about New York. The number one thing I hate is that New York pizza snobs, no matter what you do to the pizza, they will complain. If you import the water from New York, which some places out here do, there are places in California that import water from New York, they import the dough from New York, they import like the ingredients, anything you import from New York... Sorry, not the same. Oh, it's the oven. And then they make up some bullshit, scientific-sounding explanation for why it's infinitely better from New York because the oven has little molecules of, of charcoal that land on your pizza and make it different, and you have little minerals in the water, and blah, 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 blah. Shut up. Shut, it's just fucking dough with tomatoes on it, idiot. Yeah. It's not gourmet ingredients. You can't control, first of all, from one batch of tomato sauce to another, the acidity changes, the sugar content changes, d- depending on the harvest that year. You think grapes are the only thing that, that weather affects? No, man. Tomatoes, cherry tomatoes, Rome tomatoes, they're all different. Every time you have a harvest of any kind of fruit or vegetable, it's right. affected by the environment. You can't control a pizza any more than you can control a vineyard. Well, what? Yeah. I don't know. I don't. I don't run into all these pizza snobs. You got to get better friends. Oh man, they're everywhere. And it's do mostly... people you not know strike you as pizza snobs, or is it just people you know? Like, is it just acquaintances of yours that act like this? And this could be for you too, because I have not encountered any of these. Uh... I know a lot of people from the East Coast. Are they friends of yours who talk like this? Uh, acquaintances and friends. Mm, yeah. Okay. The people I know the least are the loudest and most obnoxious about it, too. I will run into just strangers who come to your land, and they're just bitching about the pizza. Hmm. Like, they fucking know any... And by the way, the new, the pizza that they like, the best pizza, you know, you go to New York, you're finally there, you're like, okay, shut the fuck up. Take me no. to your mecca, your pizza mecca. Show me, show me what a real slice is like. They'll take you to some dog shit little hole-in-the-wall place. Oh, you gotta check out DeForno's, you gotta check out DiGiorno's, or DiGiorno's, John's, or Joe's, or whatever the fuck. They'll take you someplace, and they'll get you a plain slice of cheese pizza with no toppings on it. Yeah. Which, by the way, is not how fucking pizza is supposed to be eaten. They in Rome, you go to Rome, pizza has toppings, all kinds of toppings. They have scallops yeah, on there. They have artichokes. For. Yeah. Rome's its own thing, too. 
Well, it's, yeah, Roman yeah. style is Roman different. Roman pizza is like its own thing. But it's so way ne- different than Naples. Well, yeah, it's, yeah, but Neapolitan style, too, is, is nothing like New York pizza. New York pizza, they give you this flat, soggy, sad-looking triangle mm. that you pick up, and it's so floppy, it can't even hold its structure. Yeah. It has less structural integrity than a piece of cardboard. A lot of grease, too. Very greasy. And you fold it like a calzone, right. and you shove it in your mouth like this sad, folded, dollar slice of ingredients. And by the way, you're paying a dollar for a slice. What? Is that a lot? Quality. No, it's not. Oh, yeah, okay. That's my point. What? How high quality do you think the ingredients are for a dollar, idiot? Are they Are they snobs because they like have some kind of attachment to their home pizza? Like, Are, are they treating it like a sports team? Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what it is, Dick. They mm. are treating, they are saying that we are better than you. It's just something to be smug about. Oh, I know you hate that. Yeah. Anyone saying they're better than you, I know you hate. Oh, because it's not true. I'm the best. So you got pizza snobs, wine yeah. snobs. Yeah. All food Steak snobs. All, uh, all food snobs. And probably. by the way, I know it sounds like a contradiction that I was saying that it only costs a dollar. So how high quality could those ingredients be? But there is a lower limit on how much you should spend on ingredients. But if you're spending a dollar for the finished product, even if it's a slice of pizza, if you if you multiply that, what's that, like $10 for a large, an extra large pizza? Because those New York slices are big. They're it doesn't huge. matter because no one agrees with you on that steak shit anyway. Everyone knows that more expensive ingredients means a better <laughs> product. Wrong. Even butchers wrote in. Like chefs wrote I had in to butchers say how stupid you are wrong. on that. I had butchers write in. And by the way, I just I keep posting video after study after video after study of people saying that the wine tasters are full of shit, that higher quality wine doesn't necessarily correlate with price. Wine, yeah, but not meat. meat? Not steak. No, $50 steak's going to blow your mind. $30, $20 steak, nah. Not necessarily, man. It depends yeah. on the, uh, the skill of the chef. Depends on... Yeah, and by and large, those chefs are not working at restaurants that charge $20 for steak because they, they are cashing in on their skills. Like it's, that's how the world works. It's it's possible, it's possible. But I'm saying you you're not necessarily gonna. And by the way, you don't you go to a high end steak shop, you're not necessarily gonna get a better steak. You're gonna pay more for it. All right. Well, pizza snobs, pizza snobs. That's my problem, man. I want to know who are these pizza snobs in your life. Everybody, everybody's a pizza snob and an idiot. Um, except except like people who you know, blue collared worker, the salt of the earth workers, good people. Who just eat pizza and shut the fuck up. They're my friends. Those are the people I like. Yeah. Are those the people you brought in as, quote, dumb people on the Solutions episode two, some, a month ago? Some of them, yeah. Yeah. Some of them are dumb people. Some of them are people who I don't hold in very high regard for their intelligence. Uh-huh. But I do appreciate them for their contributions towards society because they're doing jobs that I wouldn't. I think that those are people who are, who are cogs in the machine, working uh, boring boring jobs, uh, eating their simple pizza. Hmm. I'm okay with those guys. But then there's the people who who like, they like good pizza too. There is there is such thing as good pizza, right? I mean, objectively, yeah. is there? Sure, it's pizza. I mean, I don't know. And then and then there's no there's no standard definition of pizza. Every culture has their own version of it. Have you ever had Oaxacan pizza? It's a totally different animal than than Italian pizza. Is it flat bread with stuff on it? Basically, it's a pizza. It's a pizza. Yeah, there's Armenian. Is- there's Armenian pizzas. They put they put this little thin meat paste on it. There's Greek pizzas. There's Mexican pizzas. Who's there's- got all this time to have opinions about pizza? Like, what the hell is wrong with you? The second, are, not you. What is, what's yeah. wrong with these people? No, I, I I know what you're saying. The second the second worst 
people, the second worst offenders are Chicagoans. They're not as bad as New Yorkers because they know that not all pizza is trying to be Chicago style pizza. It, the, the crust is more similar to a pie crust than it is uh, what you would think of as a pizza crust. But it's a different it's a different food product. And I think Chicagoans know that not all pizza is trying to be Chicago style pizza. So when you take them out to eat pizza, they shut the fuck up and enjoy it. And you move on with the night and go have dinner or go to a bar and talk about aborting an autistic child like <laughs> you can enjoy the rest of the night that's how they are in chicago they like bonding over like positivity new york seems to like bonding over negativity i guess they, we do that in la too they're just never happy man yeah anyway pizza snobs my you got you got another problem i got one more problem Let's yeah, yeah. i um i only brought it in because i went to the indy 500 last weekend and my cousin was there and he was a listener of the show oh cool uh he drives he drives all day that's all he does is drive, so I'm bringing in he, his problem. He was in studio once for a live episode, right? No, no. This guy, oh, okay. this guy lives in Nebraska. Oh, okay. Drives around, uh, drives around Nebraska. You know, the most fun place in the world to drive. Yeah. Um, opposite. Opposite of that is true. Track, and I think even you can get behind this problem. Tractors pulling out in front of you. Oh, all right. On the highway. <laughs> Legally allowed to drive 20 miles an hour. Gigantic tractor takes up the whole lane. There you go. That's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> Big problem, Dick. You know, um, I failed my driving, my written driving test <laughs> All like right. five times <laughs> because every time I took the test, they would throw some screwball problems on there about tractors and military vehicles and tanks and shit. I'm like, I don't know any of this. What are you, are you what, kidding the me? whole test was that? How did you fail it? Because I could only miss two questions, and every time I took the test, the randomized set of questions that would come up had a tractor question on there. And to the point where I overheard the test giver tell my, to pull my mom aside and ask if she thought that I needed uh, reading comprehension. So much. <laughs> <laughs> and then college found out that you did. Right, fuck you, dick. <laughs> All right? You got put in remedial That's writing, asshole. Co- uh, same thing. <laughs> Fucking dicks. <laughs> I passed the test perfectly when there were no stupid tractor questions on it. What, did they make a special? Did you argue with them? I told them, yeah. I said, guys, and they're like, it's just randomized, sorry. And I'm like, every time it's randomized, I keep getting these tractor questions. They kept asking me, like, (laughs) what the the optimal speed was to pass a tractor and when uh, when a tractor, what roads, (laughs) rural roads or side roads tractors could go on and tractor this and tractor that. A tractor with a tow, a tractor with a till, a tractor lights, reflectors on a tractor. It just kept asking me these tractor questions. Like, I don't fucking know, man. I know it's Utah. I know it's fucking backwoods Utah, but I don't know these tractor questions. It wasn't on the, in the booklet. That's a big problem. Yeah. I failed, I failed uh, the, the same, the written test one time. I, I passed it the first time. Yeah. Of course, because it's an easy test. It's like. <laughs> Great. <laughs> rub, it in, rub it in your face. Your friend. Make me feel small. <laughs> yeah. I passed that. And then at some point years, years later, like when I was an adult, my, um, my license expired I was in a situation where my license, my registration, and my insurance had all lapsed. Yeah. Like, one one lapsed, and then the other lapsed, and I couldn't get the first one back until I got the second one back. And they just, it, like, compounded until I had lost all three. Great. So I was just driving around basically uh, like an illegal immigrant for yeah. nine months. Yeah. I finally got my shit together. A and Persian I, illegal immigrant. <laughs> God damn it. I finally got, I finally got my shit, no, I had my um, I had my Fiso truck at that point, so I lo- I had an F one fifty then, which you may which <laughs> Fiso, you might hear F one fifty. Yes, you might hear it. referred to as a Fiso by an illegal immigrant. Uh, I got to the DMV to get my license, and I failed the test, and the girl just said like, "Ah, eh, 
You got most of them right, though. She was like a young, cute girl, and I was like flirting with her, and she's like, eh, okay, you passed. And that was it. <laughs> and I got, I got it all back, or, or else I would have had to wait like six weeks to take it again huh. or something crazy. Well, it's a good thing that that wasn't a, uh, a hazard for your driving later on, years later, rain slick dick. Oh, <laughs> well, that wasn't on the, oh, it might have been, uh, I don't know, yeah, maybe that's yeah. the one I missed. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, I'm glad, uh, yeah, I'm glad you, uh, you passed that test. And yet, cyclists... Yeah. Versus <laughs> cyclists. Cyclists yeah. are your problem for not obeying traffic laws. Yet you're okay with passing a test you didn't actually earn, that you didn't actually pass. Well, yeah, I'm okay with me doing anything wrong. Okay. I don't Maddox, <laughs> the the amount that I care about like I know you think that you are like part of society and like everybody's equal and they should all be obeying the same laws yeah. and like uh, contributing the same amount because right. you're a fucking communist that's normal this is yes thank god it is this is how i think imagine like a hockey stick like that the exponential graph yeah i'm at the very top yeah then a, a, a geometric factor down from me is my family uh-huh. then the next one down is my friends yeah. near the bottom probably I- in the bottom 33 <laughs> percent, and then the next spot on that curve which is way out to hell is Everybody else. Okay. Fuck them. Where would you put me? On that, uh, on that right curve? now? Yeah. Uh, you're, you're, you're working your way back up to the friend zone <laughs> right now. <laughs> what an asshole. What an asshole. This is the abuse I get every week. All right. Anyway. Fucking bullshit. My, um, problems are, my problems are pregnancy and tractors pulling out in front of you. And my problems are speech recognition and pizza snobs. Worst problems in the universe, I would say. Right after monkeys and female genital mutilation. <laughs> Vote it up, people. See you next Tuesday. <laughs> Upper middle class whites have something new to complain about. As hackers have discovered a way to crash iPhones with a text message. The bug is caused by a glitch in the way iOS renders the Arabic language. What's next? Text messages filled with Sharia law? No thanks, Obama. I am now going to read the text message that crashes iPhones. So if you're listening on an iPhone, watch out. Uh-oh. Apple sucks, Apple sucks, Apple stupid Apple sucks. Steve Jobs was a loser and I'm glad he's dead. This text will crash your iPhone. You were just on Tinder, now your phone's a cinder. It's time yeah. to say goodbye, phone. You were Facebook stalking, now your phone just crippled as Stephen Hawking. <laughs> I didn't know that guy could yeah, sing. Yeah, that's, that's brilliant. Good job, And in closing news, the internet this year will have over 3.2 billion users. And yet you, the listener, still have zero friends. <laughs> what a world. Ain't that That's all for this week. This is Barstorous Coconuts reminding you, the internet can go fuck Bravo, serious. That was, that's probably my favorite of those bits I think he's ever done. That was really good. Uh, oh, here's a voicemail that I think you'll like. Oh, I won't. Hey, Dick. I was just wondering, when you're going to talk about your next book, the sequel to Men Are Better Than Women, Men Turning Into Women. Does that mean I'm just guessing you're just going from experience now? <laughs> Go fuck yourself. I told oh, you you would like that one. What a, what a perfect episode to bring that into. How's your new book going, by the way? Yeah, let's not talk about that. It's going, it's going <laughs> fine. It's How going many great. Pages? What did I guess last time? Ten? Uh, How many? You know, page count, word count, those are all just numbers. Doesn't matter. All you need is the title, really, yeah. to sell a book. Yeah. 
You know I mean, what, Dick? Uh, go fuck yourself. <laughs> I. You got anything else? Like, puts the meanie in Armenian. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> Satellite's got. Yeah, I got one more. Another president called in. Oh, great. Hi, guys. This is uh, former President Jimmy Carter. Uh, I'm still alive, and I wanted to uh, <laughs> is he? join no. the ranks of the presidents who told is he? Joe fuck himself. Oh. So, uh, yeah. Dick, <laughs> go fuck yourself. That's <laughs> me, Jimmy Carter. That's how I call it. <laughs> why, do they always, why do they all say that? They're all different people. Yeah. They always say, this is how I talk. Well, because that's you want to know that that's, that's how they talk. That's how I leave voicemails. Yeah. Hey, it's Dick. Uh, this is how I talk. Uh, Maddox, are we still getting lunch tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, I don't know who it is. It could yeah. be Sean. could be my mom. I have no fucking idea. Well, I said my name, but then I also add, yeah. this is how I talk. But it could be it could be my mom doing a little joke. <laughs> you don't know. Hey, Maddox. <laughs> Maddox, do you want to get lunch? I'm like, what, who is this? Oh, it's Dick. This is how I talk. Oh. Oh, okay. I have, uh, I have one. Uh, uh, this one was sent in by David Ellery. It's uh, it's a little song he fa- he found. Um, oh, good. This is he sent this in for our anniversary episode. We ran out of time, but here it is. If you could read my mind, love, what a tale my thoughts could tell. This is not a problem for me. Like we're not just we're not, this is not a show of personal gripes. Right? This of is like a not. problem. Yeah. This is a real problem <laughs> for the universe. Remember saying that, Dick? Yeah, I still uh, I still believe that. Still believe that? Yeah. Okay. Pregnancy? Yeah. Every life form in the universe gets pregnant. Well, listen to this. I got a real measly annoyance for you. <laughs> <laughs> like usual. What is it? Guys asking other guys about their dog. Everyone needs to lose 20 pounds. That's Table true. Nazis. The U.S. soccer team sucks. The movie Frozen. Not enough bartenders. <laughs> Leaving your fly open. <laughs> Know-it-all masseuses. Missing your fantasy football draft. Fireball cinnamon whiskey, quote-unquote. <laughs> Not hugging android fanboy cheerleaders like you who would rather jerk each other off with statistics and features in a fucking basement building their PCs than talk to a person on the phone yeah. like a human. Snapchats of not tits. Chatty Uber drivers. Cop motorcycle fairings. Undercooked rice. Goofy lightsabers. Changing your sheets. The No Fun League. Wash me. Oh, man. <laughs> That's like every single problem you've ever brought in. <laughs> Measly annoyances. Good job, Dick. Uh, uh, glad, fuck glad you. you. <laughs>